Together, growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, from verse 1 to verse 7. There are beautiful phrases that I think are absolutely important and relevant to us in our lives today. The Lord appeared to Jeremiah and he said to him, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. And again, I will build you and you shall be built. Again, you shall be adorned with timbrels and you shall go forth in the dance. I will plant you like a vineyard. This, these, these are the beautiful things that the Lord speaks to Jeremiah of his people. The opening one that touches me, I have loved you with an everlasting love. That shows how much God has taken interest in our lives. He says to Jeremiah, despite everything that has happened and all the difficulties that my people are facing, we must always remember that Jeremiah is a great prophet of hope. He is a prophet that talks about the destruction of the temple. He is the prophet that talks about people in exile. He always reminds them that despite everything that has happened and that is going on, God will always bring about change in our lives. And so today in Jeremiah 31 from verse 1 to verse 7, the Lord says to Jeremiah to remind his people, remember that I have loved you with an everlasting love, that I have loved you from eternity. The love that I've had for you is the same love that I have for you now, and that love will never change. I truly believe that we need to hear those words from time to time. It is important for us to remember and to know that we are loved by God. To know that we matter to God. To know that he cares for ourselves, for our well-being. To know that we actually are counted as those who are the friends of God. That God does not disregard my prayer. He has a great interest in who I am. He listens to my prayer, even though I may feel that I'm one in a million or zillion of people. But it is important to realize these comforting words from God. To say, you are one that I care for. That you matter to me the most. So I have loved you with an everlasting love. Sometimes we find it difficult to believe that we are loved by God. Because we look at ourselves and we see that we are not worthy of being loved. And so we ask ourselves, who am I to be loved by God? Because even those who live with me do not love me. They despise me. Even those who work with me do not recognize the dig dignity that is within me. Who am I to be loved by God? I cannot even love my own self. But I think there's something absolutely powerful with the loving that God talks about. God does not love us because we have been so good. 
because we have been so great, because we have obeyed all the rules and all the commandments. No, that's not how God loves. God's love is not conditional. He does not say, I will love you so long as you keep my commandments. I will love you so long you've been a good boy, you've been a good girl. No, he loves us because he himself is love. And he loves us because he created us in love. And so I think we need to go back to that great conviction that I am loved by God and let that be the starting point. Because once I acknowledge and I accept that I am loved by God, soon I will realize that I am lovable and hopefully I will learn to love myself and to accept who I am in the presence of God. And once I learn all those things, hopefully, please God, I will try to see myself through the eyes of God. Because God, when he sees you and I, he sees the beloved son, he sees the beloved daughter. Because what he created is very good. We need to always go back to that beautiful theology of creation. That when God had created us, he said it is very good. Because we are created in his image and in his likeness. Now, my dear brothers and sisters, no amount of sin will take away the love of God for us. No amount of sin will stop God from loving us. God loved us even though when he knew that we will sin. God loved us even though he knew we will turn away from him. God loved us even though he knew we will disappoint him. But he did not stop to love us. And he continues to love us. The other thing that I also find absolutely beautiful not only does God say, I love you with an everlasting love, but he says, my faithfulness continues in you. He's making a pledge. He's making a commitment. He says, I will remain faithful. This is a covenantal language. I will remain faithful. You may fall apart. You may not be able to keep the other parts of the promise, but I will. And that is something absolutely beautiful. It always reminds me of this beautiful story of a young man who has a prayer with God. And he talks to God and he says, Lord, I'm going through difficulties in my life. Please come so that I may hold your hand and that I know that I'm safe. And God says, no, I don't want you to hold my hand. And the young man says, but Lord, why don't you want me to hold your hand? And God says, no, I'm the one who's going to hold your hand. The young man is confused. He says, but what's the difference? Whether I hold your hand or you hold my hand, what's the difference? And God explains it to him quite beautifully. The Lord says to him, if you hold my hand and then the going gets tough and you find difficulties in your lives and there's a storm and there's everything that challenges you, you are most likely to let go of my hand and the young man agrees. He says, well, Lord, that's true. I'll let go of your hand because I'll be scared and probably I'll want to defend myself and to protect myself. But what's the difference? And the Lord says, but if I'm the one who holds your hand, no matter what happens, no matter what comes your way, I will not let go of your hand. And that's the most beautiful reality. God holding our hands. He holds your hands through your marriages. He holds your hands through your families. 
through your life, through your work, through your frustration, through our own addictions, through our own sinfulness, he holds our hands. He says to us, I'm going to hold you by the hand and I'm going to lead you to greener pastures. He says, I'm going to hold you by the, land, by the hand and I'm going to teach you how to forgive. I'm going to hold you by the hand and I'm going to teach you how to love yourself. I'm going to hold you by the hand and I'm going to try and bring unity back into your community, into your family. I will remain faithful to you. But there's also a third principle that I love. He says, I will build you up and you shall be built. How many of us have been broken down by negative words? People who've come up to us and told us that we are useless, that we are stupid, that we are good for nothing, that we'll never make it in life. And how many of us continue to believe that? How many of us believe that we are absolutely useless? How many of us have thrown away their dreams because we've believed people more than we've believed God? Some of us, we experienced this as young as we were in our own households. Some of us had very good upbringing, but we married a wrong person who's done nothing but to rip us apart. How many of us believe that? And how many of families have been destroyed? How many of personalities have been ripped apart? How many dreams were destroyed and never saw the light of the day? And God says to us today, I will build you up. Cracked as you are, destroyed as you are, bashed as you are, I will build you up. I will build you up because I know who you are destined to be. You see, there's beautiful thing about God. God sees me in my brokenness, but the Lord knows who I'm destined to be and who I'm called to be. And so the Lord, while he sees the brokenness in my life, he also calls me out of this brokenness because he has a bigger vision. After all, he has the blueprint. He says, I know the plans I have for you. I know what I want you to become. He says, I created you. This is not what I created. And so he says, I will build you up and you shall be built. Not only will I build you up, but you shall adorn yourself with timbrels. You will dance. Things will get better. Life will change. We will go back to the plans of God. The new normality will remind us that we are the beloved sons and beloved daughters of God. We shall once again be adorned by God. We shall once again sing praises and dance in the presence of God. And so, dear brothers and sisters, do not wait for the storm to end. Do not wait for the rain to stop. Let us go out there. Let us dance in the rain. For we know that God has our best interest at heart. We know that whatever we are going through right now is a transformation in order for us to be that which we are destined to be. As we know that we realize and we acknowledge 
who we are in the presence of a loving God. Beloved sons and beloved daughters, may the Queen Mother of God pray and intercede for us. May the Queen of Heaven plead our case before God. May Almighty God bless and protect us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.